You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. going on everybody and welcome to another great edition of at the movies brought to you by pop culture fanatics this segment is dedicated to anything that has come out recently in the theaters or in COVID times streaming services i'm your host val cisco alongside me i have a collective bunch of individuals who have great opinions about this specific movie we're about to review we have all the way from anxiety and i mr jacob how you doing sir I'm doing fantastic. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, all my good people out there. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Yes, happy holidays to the world. It is post-Christmas, post-holiday <clears> season <throat> right now. We're about to start the new year and start it funky fresh. Always with me as well, too, the co-host of the Kamora Chronicles and Elite Wrestling Audio, the host <laughs> of the Lag Switch Gaming Podcast, and of course, my ride-or-die co-host today as well, too, Mr. Jay Rance. How you doing? I'm good, man. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm chilling. <laughs> that is the most energetic i have heard you in quite some time sir so i'm very happy about that oh thank you thank you sir <laughs> and uh what brings us all together well a specific movie has just dropped on christmas day both on streaming services and the theaters around the united states and we're talking about wonder woman 84 For those that don't know what that movie is, Wonder Woman 84 is an American superhero film based on DC Comics character Wonder Woman. It is a sequel to 2017's Wonder Woman and the ninth installment in the DC Extended Universe. The film is directed by Patty Jenkins from the script that is written by Jeff Johns and David Callahan. Based on the story by Jeff Johns himself, starring Gal Gadot as Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, and of course Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, amongst others as well, too. Um, This movie was supposed to debut on June of 2020, but because of COVID-19 and the pandemic around the world, it was later revealed on HBO streaming services that this would be their premiere show to drop in December, as well as in theaters as well, too. So, guys, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. When you guys first heard that we were going to get that Wonder Woman 84 sequel... I'm gonna throw it. To, I'm gonna throw it to Jake, Jake first. Jake, how did you feel about Woman Woman getting a sequel and it being in the '80s? Um, I was curious. Uh, I was very curious, uh, especially because um, I guess a lot of people would consider Wonder Woman the most successful of the most recent DV universe, uh, ooh, DC universe movies. Um, and so um, I felt like it deserved it. Um, and especially in the 80s, uh, I'm not too familiar with um, Wonder Woman and her comics and her series and, you know, her story. So um, <clears throat> I, I loved a lot of the other period pieces that we've got with, um, you know, with Marvel. Uh, but with DC, um, I wanted to see what um, 
how they would do it uh, in the 80s. I mean, you know, the nostalgia, the nostalgia is already there, especially with a show like Stranger Things having done very well with like that 80s scene. Um, so I was really curious to see like how they were going to take it and if they were going to actually utilize the 80s um, atmosphere of it. So I was excited, but more curious. Okay. <clears throat> Bringing it over to you, Jake. Ooh. Same question goes <clears throat> to you. I mean, after the success that the first one had, I was kind of excited. And then anything 80s, I fucking love from the music to the to style, everything, the games, everything. So I was kind of excited and super intrigued. I was like, oh, OK, we're going to the 80s, 84. So I was with it. Um, there was one more caveat that I wanted to touch. I just totally forgot. It was something about that Jake said. But I I, I was intrigued. I was intrigued from from the from the back. Yeah, man. I'm saying here, um, when I first saw that trailer and we're getting the Duran Duran in the beginning of the movie all distorted, the mm-hmm. 80s nostalgia just hitting you in the face. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, Even the, logo. Um, the logo itself as well, too. Um, it definitely had a presence. It was like, OK, we're here to rock the world. And I was super excited for it. Um, I'm very hot in the first film, even though I will say this. I'm going to pose this question to you guys as well, too. The DCEU has had a lot of criticism over the years. Uh, even their most successful movies like Wonder Woman and Aquaman have been compared to more successful movies in the Marvel Universe. You take Wonder Woman uh, at base and it could almost look like a carbon copy of Captain America, um, the first Avenger. Um, especially with the, uh, the scenes with the army going into no man's land or whatnot. Even though they're two separate wars, they get a lot of... Um, I guess parallels to both movies and the same thing with Aquaman looking like a version of Black Panther just underwater do you guys feel the same with that or do you think that (laughs) these movies stand by themselves and are great by themselves they don't need to be compared to Marvel movies whatsoever whoever wants to take it Um, I think they're always going to get the comparisons because there's similarities but I think both MCU DCU have phenomenal lores on their own and it should just be appreciated from both angles and should not be compared in my opinion so that's just where i stand at i think they're both phenomenal lores so i mean but you're always going to get the comparisons though about you jake yeah no um i I, to be honest you know i hate that you know that people do continue to uh compare these and and but you know i I felt like that has always been the case with um going all the way back to you know just the comics themselves um you i felt like there was always gonna be there's always been that comparison between you know these characters in dc and these characters in marvel and you know where they stand up against each other um but that's that was fun you know that's a fun thing to do but when it comes to i guess like you know the cinema and you know actually seeing this stuff come to life i think that we should be able to um pull them apart and uh, appreciate them for what they are and you know what they've been able to achieve because being able to see it as we are now is just fascinating um <clears throat> because you know it, it's literally the pages are coming to life here um but again i, I think that's just what fanboys do um i think that's what they're going to continue to do um but it's gonna take away and i think by constantly comparing them to each other we're gonna oversee and overlook and miss a lot of the things that are done right especially because uh unfortunately dc is getting the most of the flack but when you really look at it i mean dc 
it's doing a lot of things different you know it's literally got its own color <laughs> let's be real about that you know um it's got its own vibe and i think that we need to start looking at it from that perspective and tear it apart by its own um faults and not by comparison to what has already been done with marvel um there's just a you know um there's just a huge difference of that and, and i think that needs to be separated but is that gonna happen no. well even if you look at it too like dc specifically has almost like a 13 to 15 year ahead in the movies in the movie industry than marvel you know dc you know started off you know um even if you go back in time with batman even superman the television series happening in the 30s and 40s they've always had their stamp in, in the film industry or the tv industry and even in in, in in films you have you know christopher reeves or superman from the 70s going on to the 80s mm -hmm. and then the tim burton batmans from 89 all the way up to, up to there you know marvel tried mm -hmm. their best at first to, you know put their foot in but unsuccessfully with like bad versions of spider-man or bad versions of the fantastic four in the 90s uh, a bad version hmm. of captain america on a motorcycle with like an invisible shield you know all these things <laughs> were happening uh, the most successful project i could say was probably their incredible hulk series from the 70s but other than that like it, it took marvel to get to Disney? No, I wouldn't say that. No, 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 because there's still some gems. Like Blade is an incredible movie. I think that's the start of their their success. Blade was an incredible movie. Right off the bat, you know, Spider Man was an incredible movie. Spider Man Two was an incredible movie as well too. The X Men series, for what it's worth, they're their landmarks. But at, at at its core, DC always had their finger on the pulse. Currently, though, I will say. I appreciate you got your guys' opinion on it. I'm a little back and forth on it because when you're looking at a combined universe, I do feel that DC's a little late <clears> to the <throat> game and are still trying to of figure course. out what they're doing with a combined universe. And I also feel that there's too many cooks in the kitchen trying to control this larger-than-life universe rather than Marvel having one specific person with their vision ahead. Um, do I feel that... There's a comparison between those movies? Not necessarily. I honestly feel that Wonder Woman, the first one, is better than Captain America uh, First Avenger. I, I appreciate that movie. <clears throat> I appreciate, you know, <clears throat> um, Johann Schmidt. But, you know, <laughs> 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 you know <laughs> Rogers. <laughs> I appreciate it. But as a movie itself, as a whole, I think there's much more layers in, in Wonder Woman from Themyscira and the Amazons to the Greek mythology that's in that movie to even you know man mean woman for the first time in a way uh, with 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 um, Diana's character in that movie just being so curious with, with a man how they look to um, No Man's Land that perfect scene of her marching through the war um, I think that movie is just leaps and bounds ahead of Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, that's just my opinion. And then, of course, Aquaman. I love mm. Aquaman for what it is. Like, it gave me fan service more than Black Panther did, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I agree. Ocean Master was everything. <laughs> Every day. You give the Ocean Master with his crown and the red eyes and the, the, the what is it? The Honka yeah, Dance with fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <With> Jason Momoa. <laughs> He's everything. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Jake, I know you had some points. Go ahead. I, I apologize for cutting you off. No, 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 no. You weren't. You weren't. I was gonna. I was just gonna uh, <laughs> chime in. It's like, yeah, we got Johan Smith and fucking uh, Captain America, but in Wonder Woman, we got Old Man Aries. <laughs> okay, maybe that's the low point of the movie. But <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed Old Man Aries. That was. Like that, 
No, man, that was that was the only thing that killed it for me. Like him as a villain himself, like yeah, it was cool. But like when he became Ares, or when he turned out to be Ares, like he didn't even morph into like this younger, hotter version. That, it was just that, like, fucking that, all I saw was like this big mustache popping out from his armor, bro. And I'm just like, what the that hell? Was his, that was his down point because he didn't transform into a hot Ares world guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was just my man, Lenny Kilmeister, Motorhead. Munchops with this Greek armor on. Exactly. It was great. You know what? I, I, you know what? It, it was weird, but I still appreciate it, though. I appreciate it more than Johan Smith getting taken away from a Tesseract and we'll never see him again until fucking Infinity War. Natasha. <laughs> Clint. <laughs> you go over there. You talk to the man in the cloak. Like, that's what we get. <laughs> <laughs> all right before we get on a tangent about those movies right here we're here to talk about wonder woman 84 all right first things first before we even get into the movie let's talk about the trailer guys did the trailer captivate you i know we saw a lot in the trailers we saw different trailers we saw the main um the main um i guess the villain of this movie with pedro pascal um um very very weird, but I do like the Maxwell Lord character, especially in the trailers. You got to see him as this, like, very 80s tycoon. I think they captured that awesome in the trailers. Like, this, you know, the greed, the excess of the 80s, you know, Moors, everything. And that really encapsulates what the 80s was. Greed, you know, the the promise of more and more, more this, more that, you know, consumerism in a way. So I, I got that from the trailers. We didn't get to see Cheetah in all her glory until, like, the final trailers, but... I gotta ask you guys, like, did the trailers take you out a little bit? Were you more intrigued after watching the trailers? Uh, Jay, you go first. Yes and no. I felt like the trailers were kind of hot and cold. Like you said, we saw Cheetah towards the end, so I was kind of sold with that. Always was hot and cold because it was Kristen Wiig, you know, I know her just for straight up comedy. So just seeing her in this serious role, but I was kind of excited to see it. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, nailed it. You know, it's pretty dope in my opinion. Um... Like you said, the the tycoon, uh, Lord Maxwell. I mean, Maxwell, yeah, Lord. Uh, he, 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 they captivated that. I mean, the biggest selling point for me was like the whole riding the lightning. So that just kind of threw me off. If I had to say here and say that the trailer kind of threw me <laughs> off, I think it was that. <laughs> like, but overall, I mean, once I saw, you know, 84, then I saw the trailer. I was like, all right, you're doing a good job of captivating me. I was even excited when they showed the little caveat of, you know, young Diana running around in the Greek Olympics in Themyscira. So I was like, all right, I'm with that, you know? So, but it did a good job to captivate me, though. I won't lie. How do you feel, Jake? About you, Jake. Um, to be honest, um, I don't really have much to chime in on this because I think I, I, I didn't watch the trailers for the specific reason that mm-hmm. you know. Because, you know, I had saw the, the pre-screening uh-huh. for it. So w- when the trailer came out, I didn't really um, I didn't really pay attention too much to it. Because I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to mention that as well, too. You got the, got a chance to see this in a pre-screening. Mm. Um, it was with people as well, mm. too, right? This is before COVID. So you got to see this with the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I'll ask you this a little later. How how yeah, it translates yeah, yeah. Um, to an audience per point of view, but definitely that's that's a one up right there. Having that audience together in that one unison moment of cheering for Diana, I felt like that with Wonder Woman itself. So I can imagine how that was for part two. Um, myself, like I was, you know, I was back and forth. Like I feel like 
this is just me though i feel like the 80s have been done to death just a little bit um in every setting I, as much as i love being nostalgic and going back to the 80s for certain things stranger things or whatnot um i also feel like maybe we could experiment a little bit more with different things that's why i appreciate about wonder woman uh one a lot is that we didn't get into uh world war ii mm-hmm. we got into world war one like the war that people really don't talk about that much and you know they mm-hmm. really explored so much tension in that movie that i felt like this specific movie uh i would have probably appreciated if it was in the 60s or 70s like doing something a little bit different <clears throat> i think i would have had mm-hmm. a little bit more fun seeing diana because she's such a fashionista being in the 60s with polka dot dresses and whatnot in that era you know austin powers seeing up a little bit you know just trying to see what would happen there or in the 70s as well too like i think me myself mm-hmm. i would have been happier with that but with the 80s i was kind of a little thrown off but you know nonetheless i'm excited <clears throat> for it i was actually hyped about the lightning part because in my head canon we talked about this before we did the podcast jay that i have a habit of writing movies in my head mm-hmm. so i'm thinking like my expectation goes through the roof because mm-hmm. i'm like oh okay fuck it she's riding lightning that means she has the power of zeus or zeus is helping her out or something like he's like directing her that's the only fucking logical reason why she would ride lightning right because you know she's part of greek mythology in a way um and i was sorely disappointed we'll get into that later um but i was i was hot and cold on it so but i was ready for wonder woman go ahead jake the thing about that the the 80s though is um it's so easy and that may be one of the reasons why it did because one nostalgia but two like the 80s i mean yes there's every every decade that we talk about you know has its moments and its characteristics but there's just something about the 80s that's just easy to replicate and as soon as you see it you but, feel it and you know it but it and and, is, and isn't that a ahead. cop-out though a little bit like no that's what okay. i'm saying that's that's ex- i i, I want to say that that's probably one of the reasons why they did it you know again i don't know especially because you know, this has to i don't i guess the time frame has to tie into its main antagonist here which is um maxwell uh, Lord, so I don't exactly know what his relevance to the timeline is, or you know, especially when it comes to the comics. So I, I'm I'm not really too sure about that. But um, <clears throat> again, I think that may be one of the reasons why they did it. Um, again, because just it's like you said, it's a cop out. It's fucking easy. You can easily do the ages, especially when everybody's doing it right now. And I only say that <laughs> you know because I mean? like, you took a, you took another you know A class you know female superhero like Captain Marvel and her movie even though like I have a little bit of criticism for that movie you know they dropped you into the 90s and I feel like even with the 90s the 90s have not got the, the due it deserves in, in cinema um, and I feel like mm-hmm. for the most part they captured the 90s in the best way possible a little cheesy in my opinion in that movie but you know looking at things like Blockbuster or Radio Shack warms my fucking heart all the time you know you throw a Circuit City in there we're all good but you know the 80s i feel like it's so easy to capture all that nostalgia that's gonna draw anybody in there now maybe i was just expecting a little bit more risk involved um jay do you have, do you have mm-hmm. anything about the 80s or maybe just being this being shot in the 80s that you want to talk about oh i mean i'm all for the 80s but i do understand the points you guys are making that it's kind of like a cheap cop-out since it's very easy to replicate and it's very easy for people to just fall in love with the nostalgia feeling and reminisce like you know like oh i remember that going to the arcades and stuff like that um i just know me you know i just take difference so maybe it, it, they probably went the 80s route because of the cameo scene we got at the end kind of to explore yeah. because you know wonder woman was big in the 70s the last episode i believe was ni- uh 1979 so in a way because of the cameo at the end it kind of leads into like i guess you know 
after that. You feel me? You get what I'm trying to say? Like, after the final episode, this is what she did in the 80s and stuff like that. So I'm sure the 80s timeline has to do something with the cameo in some way, somehow. <clears throat> All right. So let's get into this right here. Let's start about the good spots of this movie. We won't, we won't go beat by beat because we want everybody to go and watch that. But let's let's go into it. Let's get into spoiler territory. Whoever's listening right now, we're going to be talking about spoilers. So if you guys don't want to hear it right now, go watch the movie. Come back to us. We're going to have a great time just revealing some little tidbits about the movie. And about a three, a two, and one. Okay. Uh, I'll start off first. My favorite parts of this movie honestly are the beginning, the first like 15, 20 minutes of this movie. Because I absolutely love going back to the mascara paradise island um i love seeing the characters i love seeing the amazons in 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 all their glory especially in their little games that they're doing as well too mm-hmm. a young diana fucking very determined you saw that in commercial UJ, you you pointed it out so great that that was a driving force for little girls to go watch this movie in my opinion um and mm-hmm. looking at this right here and Although the CGI is a little wonky for my taste, like there's some parts with like baby Diana that she's doing like backflips. I'm like, huh, well that didn't look as clean as possible, but it's okay. Um, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I, I enjoyed the determination. I enjoyed the immaturity of, of cheating or trying to skeet by um, and probably using her youth as an excuse. Well, I'm smaller than everybody. So why should I do like everybody? I have my own way of doing things. and just the life lessons she learns within that 15 to 20 minutes i i think that's one of my favorite scenes or parts of this movie what about you guys yeah yeah no, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, go ahead Jay. all right um <clears throat> what what i think um the beginning captures is um also the um brilliance of the director patty mm-hmm. jenkins um it, you know because there's there's very few um female directors out there that are you know be able to um create these these uh, in i guess pop culture's eyes these um masterpieces um so with 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 this direction as you saw like look at look at how look at how well it's portrayed with the uh, the the amazons and how well they're doing for themselves and you know how much they're leaning on each other but at the same time you know challenging each other you know it, it is very it's i guess it's like a the olympics for the, for the women you know there um but i love the acting with the other um contestants in that you know again it's especially at the end uh when the one girl who uh, the one woman who does uh i guess uh, succeed at the end like her her satisfaction in her face and the applause from everyone else and, and you know the celebration and then i guess kind of like the heartbreak from that little girl is fantastic on mm-hmm. her own as far as like being able to um ca- encapsulate those emotions and, and stuff especially you know in in a scenario like that <clears throat> which speaks high volume in real life um but so yeah i think I, I i think this beginning is very well for just showing you the brilliance of the direction from patty jenkins herself and i think that's why uh, that was a very very strong opening <laughs> but <clears throat> excuse me oh no i thought he was gonna add another caveat um yeah i agree with you that 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 was a phenomenal selling point in the trailer and i was kind of hype you know i just didn't build myself up too much like you did because i know you kind of build yourself up too much but i did enjoy 
the the intensity of it, bro, from the, <laughs> from the cheering of the crowd, you know, seeing these women's kind of encouraging themselves, but yet trying to fight for that mantle of the golden armor, you know, and then just not giving little Diana any fucking slack whatsoever. You know, they just looked at her as a regular competitor, like a full grown woman. And I enjoyed that. Uh, I did enjoy the life lessons, like you said, towards the end where she was about to throw the spear through the hoop and fucking shorty just grabbed her up like, "Uh uh-uh, you cheated. (laughs) (laughs) Robin Wright, man. Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she grabbed her up and just, cause like you said, that's a little immaturity. You saw that, you saw the intensity, but you still saw that she wasn't ready for what the great that she was you know going to be um so i enjoyed it i enjoyed that scene i wish i would have seen a little bit more i fucking enjoyed uh one of the amazonians getting their little wow wow west on jumping through the lasso so all right let me say this right here because me this is what i want and i'm not sure if anybody else wants this but i, I don't after watching this movie and uh, i won't go ahead of things but i personally don't want a Wonder Woman 3. I want a Paradise Island or a Themyscira movie. Like, set it there. We already know what happens to the Amazons. Well, I don't think... uh, Jay, you haven't seen Justice League yet, so I won't spoil that right there, but there's a big moment that happens in Justice League with the Amazons. And I, for one, just don't care to to get to that point later on in the future. I'd rather go back in the past and explore Paradise Island, Themyscira. I want to explore the Amazons. I want to explore the culture. I want a whole movie based on that. Is that too much for me to ask, or would you guys be interested in that, too? Mm, I don't know, because (laughs) here's the thing, like, um, like, I, I love Robin Hmm. Wright as as, as Annie Uh, Is that how you say it? Antiope? I believe so. Yeah. And Antiope. Antiope. Um, Antiope. Um, with just the, especially here, with just the very small moment that we have her, look at how powerful she is and how much she makes um, her presence known. And the thing is, I feel like if we create a movie based on that, it, it kind of loses that because it, um, Diana relies a lot on her memory to keep her strong. You know, she 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 consistently thinks about these things and the lessons that she learns. And when we get just small glimpses of that, it just shows like how powerful it is. And I feel like if we see too much of it, it will kind of lose its touch in the okay. future. Um, so that that's my feelings on that. So I wouldn't be all up for that. And because it, it's great on its own. And I think we will continue to see that. But in increments, because and that's the thing, like when you feed too much, when you have too much on your plate, then you get bored of it or you don't you just don't want to finish it. But when you start getting these little small pieces, um, you start putting together things in your head on your own. And it makes it more fascinating that way. At least it does for me. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that that's a great point. I agree. Um, I'm just going to hit it off for the mainstream media. Would people actually be intrigued to see something like that? Could they grasp the concept? Because, you know, not to throw no shade to anybody listening or the people out there that go to the movies. Sometimes, you know, they just go based off of what they see. They, they really don't deep dive into the lore as we do or understand the lore and stuff like that. So I'm just looking at it. Would that capture somebody enough to be like, all right, for somebody that's mm-hmm. maybe not into the Wonder Woman lore like that? But um, I mean, I would be all for it. But then Jake makes a phenomenal point. You know, it, it would just oversaturate this mystique that we have of the mascara where, you know, like Jake said, she she relies on that. Those were very impactful years for her. And stuff like that so it, it, it's good where it's at 
in my opinion because it's just like i don't want to say it's bigger than wonder woman but it fuels her you know so like jake said i can agree to your points as well too and i can also disagree on some levels as well because you took a place like wakanda and wakanda was shot mostly all in that movie mm-hmm. um yeah tidbits going back to the united states and here and there whatnot but you know you got to see the landscape of wakanda the culture what what motivates each character in there and you know it is done with with excellent performances from from a whole bunch of people in that movie but I think you could still capture the mascara in a Wakanda-like atmosphere. You could. You don't even have to really work with Diana at that point. You could do pre-Diana. You could do, you know, you know, uh, so many stories of the Amazonians, especially that first war as well too, where where they're trying <laughs> to escape from man's clutches and have their own society. Like I, maybe I personally would be invested in that, but I could also see what you guys are saying is it marketable to a, to a mainstream audience. Maybe in the HBO series, maybe a small limited four part series. Yeah. Okay. I, I can I can I can get with that, but then that also kinda just loops all the way back to your original point in the conversation. It's like like you just did. You just I was gonna say that to, <laughs> you just compared it to Black that. Panther to Marvel, bro. So like now then, you know, has you know if if Wonder Woman were to do this, if DC were to do this, that's that's exactly what's gonna happen, man. It's just gonna be like, well, here we go. We have Wakanda Part Three. All right, well, know, you, all right let's just take a different IP so, out of it. Jurassic Park, totally different. The whole focus of Jurassic Park is in the park itself, right? So you're seeing all of the marvels, the craziness of Jurassic Park in there. They're not moving from different island to island that first movie. It's just specifically there in that park besides the first 10 minutes of the movie. I mean, I, I'm all for the HBO series. Give me a or give me a Mandalorian size series eight episodes, one shot, boom, the mascara, like that. That's mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. That's good. I think it would just be too much for like it would saturate the island. It would just be too much because I mean, remember, it, we're living in a time age where people uh, were conflicted with Captain Marvel. People were conflicted with Ray and stuff like that. Actually, so to see an island that's just straight women empowerment, bro, that would be a uh-huh. tough pill to swallow for a lot of people nowadays. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know what though? Um, thinking about it more, it, it might actually work. It, it really could, um, especially with like a, a HBO mm-hmm. tech series. Um, but like giving us all new characters, you know, or or at least because um, I'm going to take it back to like a, an idea like Better Call Saul, where it works as a prequel, and it has proven itself as a prequel. So if you were to go on a prequel route, but doing it right with um, just like a slow buildup to what we already know but kind of base and focus on you know the strives and struggles of creating this land and and making it livable but like still living into that fear until they got to that point until they were comfortable you know like watch that unfold and again you know bring that lore to life that um mythology the, the mythology uh lore uh, that's something that hasn't been around for a while the last time that we got that i mean jesus christ like <laughs> I, I would say like probably like 300 or um uh, uh fucking beowulf uh, 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 god forbid troy um, you know, like, look at all those disasters, you know, with that mythology, you know, um, I guess the idea of the mascara and uh, Wonder Woman has the ability to bring that back to life, but in a way that it can only work. I mean, you can do it. Uh, sorry for cutting you off, Jake. I mean, you can do it easily. Explore HBO Max, like you said, explore the lore of the golden armor who was this golden warrior that was you know like the most phenomenal warrior for them they have they have points that they could do that like you said just pre-diana 
do it like that revolve mm. around the the golden eagle armor and that's it and just like a short series and it would work in my opinion okay okay i love those ideas right there i think they, we could all pitch that i think they could be winners in my book um but i want to hear you know you're winning or crying achievements of this movie um let's go with you uh jay first Ooh, my... <laughs> um i want to hear what you liked about this movie what are your favorite parts well i i did love uh my son pedro pascal i got tommy Versetti. i got tommy Versetti <laughs> vibes like you said you know <laughs> I got that that creeper that moogle like you said um in the 80s more 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 i did enjoy that i thought his performance was a shining spot for me you know i i did enjoy that just to see him kind of like i don't want to say like with great power comes great responsibility but he just started spiraling out of control with with these wishes and more and more the greed you saw that greed you know take take over it, i mean it, it, we've seen it in real life you know greed sometimes take over people so you just saw him and then uh-huh just fucking up with his son every time royally with his son in front of him oh i got him again alistair like bro that that i enjoyed everything about him and so that at the end just you know i mean it did deliver a bad message in my opinion like i told you off the podcast where it was like okay you could just be the most biggest scumbag in the world but you'll always have love at the end (laughs) you know just just sit here and say you're sorry or renounce your wish (laughs) and you're good so like Uh i did enjoy him i did enjoy christine wick i thought we did get that as we've seen in past movies you know the um we've seen it in mega mind and in other movies where you just get the dumb geeky person not dumb but you get the geeky nerdy person that's always overshadowed overlooked and they come into power they become the creeper i did enjoy that evolution from her i did enjoy seeing her in that 80s workout suit mm-hmm. so like i did enjoy that i also did enjoy the, the the like i told you off the podcast where she became cheetah like when she wished like you just saw her embody that ferocity of what this character is that goes toe to toe just bare hands with diana and you just saw her in the plane like i just i don't want to be like nobody else i want to be an apex predator something that's never been seen before so that was phenomenal i did enjoy it i was like ooh. um and my my crowning moment has to be uh chris pine bro i did like his his little innocence that he brought to the movie i think that was the heart of the movie for me in my opinion and i think a lot of people like that just to see him you know come back into this time frame and stuff like that so those were shining moments for me of the movie okay i i, I can see that maxwell lord bro uh maxwell lord you know his original uh, inception was in 1987 and he definitely was like this tycoon businessman um he didn't really get powers until like later on to the 90s where he had like um manipulation powers um and like kind of like more so being um an empath in a way as well too like he could sense feelings and control feelings as well too um but for the most part like he's very much like this business 80s american psycho tycoon so you know i think he, he captured that he has the most well. body stage name though from lorenzo what was it from maxwell lorenzo <laughs> to maxwell lord i'm like that the most body stage name ever bro <laughs> i like that his accent was was pretty prevalent in this yeah. movie it's not like you know he was very much trying to hide it whatsoever true, true. he very much was there <laughs> like broken english mm-hmm. at points but it just fits the 80s in a way where like anybody anybody can make it yeah anybody exactly mm-hmm. i think that's what shines this movie. yeah i did enjoy it he was a shining caveat for me but um what about you jake what did you enjoy about the movie yeah um i think i think the the one major major thing that i did enjoy was the parts of emotion that were that 
that that was the goal and that was the mm-hmm. aim that it totally worked um again you know uh, going back to what you said it was that that relationship with his son um the moment the moment um mm. spoilers the moment that you know you go to the sun it's literally out in the cold world out in, in 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 the world that's just like you know gone haywire and he's alone and he's watching him alone like that was like probably one of the most impactful moments of that movie and and honestly my favorite part bro cuz that you know watching it in the pre-screen and watching it now like i i felt the exact same thing the moment i first you know watched it uh that 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 shit was deep that shit was real heavy you know what i mean um and and i think that that was done very right and i think that that was done with a very fresh direction of eyes um you know going again going back to the director um patty jenkins you know to be able to direct that and create that scene was just phenomenal um <clears throat> and and of course you know the emotion that um diana felt that, that that she realized like who she was talking to you know that she was talking to steve like that was very powerful um you know so a lot of the emotion that was there that was uh, present in, in the movie i thought was done very well um as you know me i'm i'm a sucker for emotion i'm a sucker for that um reality um that is true something that we can feel something that's beyond i guess that humanness in in the movie about a superhero you know i love that i love humanity um so that that was that was done very well um i i like what you said about uh chris pine chris pine and his um innocence you know he's like that, that little innocent heartbeat in the movie and, it, and it, it is it it truly truly is uh he doesn't really have an overbearing role in the movie honestly like he's just there he's literally just like diane's teddy bear that she takes everywhere which he is in the comics as well too <laughs> um and, and and you know i i felt like that that was done yeah i don't think that that was forced um i felt like that was um i guess the message that that that's ultimately what i'm leading to um it took me to the second time to realize like the message and the whole point of this movie because i kept wondering like you know it kind of seems so out of place compared to the first one but then you know you have the message that stands from the very beginning into why that opening exists which is i guess diana literally getting lost in her own mind and losing her way mm-hmm. um and this what this this movie is just totally about her um and i it, again it took me to the second time to watch it to realize it and see that um but now that i have i realize like yeah that that was done very well so that is my favorite part of the movie mm-hmm. i agree with you so so for cutting you off um frank uh me and val excuse me apologize <laughs> i like it i like both ways <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was one thing that i i did that's why i kind of gravitated to that cuz like jake said it's just kind of like her teddy bear she carries him all around he's just like really there lingering you know like but but it <laughs> but it works Linger. so well you know because that time he does come through for her like when he saved her and stuff with with the tin i don't, don't want to get too much into details but you know like and then the, you, the, what, you know when she was um capturing um uh, uh, maxwell and he just came through with the tin when they started shooting at her knowing that she's already de- debilitated because she's losing power and stuff like that and he just saved her there also one part that i found hilarious was he was like okay let's go this way and then the gate was closed and he saw the lock he was like well have at it because i ain't gonna do nothing that was the heart of me honestly can we talk about the most underrated performance of the movie? You know, when I look at this character, uh, I'll just say this. I'm not comparing her performance in, in, in any way to the likes of Heath Ledger. But I will say 
that her performance going into this movie reminds me of Heath Ledger in a way where you get a character, a character actor, who who mm-hmm. is mainly known for doing one style of acting in a way. And she delivers, or this person delivers a performance that to me is just stunning. I remember Heath Ledger got a lot of flack when he was announced to be the Joker for Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like disparaging remarks, yada, 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 left and right. Do I feel that Chris and Wig got the same kind of flack? Not necessarily, but I think people were very hesitant to see what she was going to bring to the character of uh, Barbara and to see what she could do with, with the Cheetah character. I absolutely love her performance. She is so into this character with maybe hints of comedy, but the comedy is not overbearing whatsoever. It just, it it accentuates her character. She's a nervous wreck. So she uses comedy to kind of, you know, um, get away from that nervous and anxiety. You know, I think we could all relate uh, relate to that in a certain way. Like some, like me myself, when I get nervous, I make a joke just to make myself feel a little bit more comfortable around the area. You see that with her character as well too, and how methodical and crazy she does get. Crazy for power. I think where the 80s and the excess of power kind of, the heartbeat of this movie, the theme of this movie is really with her as well too, of wanting more and always feeling like you're underwhelmed or, or underappreciated. And now you have a chance to show people what you have. You're not gonna get rid of it whatsoever. You're not gonna leave the limelight you're not gonna to say no to power whatsoever it's always gonna be a yes it's always gonna be more so i think she was the perfect like b to a with pedro pascal's character i think they mesh so well i even got to the part where she's like so confident in her abilities where she's in the office and she's basically the the most popular girl in town mm-hmm. it gave me michelle pfeiffer vibes from batman returns as catwoman that's that's yeah it's bro that's exactly see that's why it was it was uh, now that now that we're talking about it, I can see it and I can open my mind to it. But like, that is exactly what I had in my mind when I was watching it, and and I guess that was the only thing that was disappointed to me because it wasn't new. Like it's always mm-hmm. been done, um, and it, but I, maybe it's just been so long that it's been done like this. Um, but uh, going back to what you said, because you know you're right. When I watched her character, especially at the beginning, like I saw myself a lot, and one of the most powerful lines that fucking just made me just like kind of cringe but in like in a good way was when she looked at diane and the delivery was just perfect spot on and she just said thanks for talking to me like that was like everything especially as a gay man who always feels very underwhelming in in the gay world when i'm surrounded by all these just fucking beautiful bodies and beautiful people and like you know like this gay charisma that i just don't have you know what i mean i've always felt like that you know what i mean I, i've never felt like eyes were ever on me and you know always felt like the outcast so like seeing this character um i, I can definitely understand you know um that that point of I have something now. I have something that people want, you know? Like, yeah, I, I don't say I want more, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's very, um, again, it ties into that humanity um, in the movie that, that, that intrigues me, that encapsulates me. And, you know, what made this something very, very, very likable in this movie. Mm-hmm. But you No, should. I agree. She was a shiny moment for me uh, as well, like you said, because we've all been there, you know, hearing Jake's story. We've all been there where we're just like, we feel sometimes we feel alone in the world like people don't sit here and just talk to you or look at you like that, that i mean that, that i kind of went through that when i was in high school i i was just a loner and shit like that so you know i i sympathize with this character and then just seeing her 
you know, just become this bombshell of a woman and you saw the transformation slowly but surely, like everything. She started walking in heels. She started looking sexy, wearing dresses. The guys just groveling at her feet um, <clears throat> and things like that. So, and like you said, she's she's comedic. So for me, I was like very critical on her because we know she's comedic, but that she also showed her diversity, which that to me makes you a phenomenal, phenomenal fucking actor where you could just take multiple roles like that. And she knocked it out the park, man. She knocked it out the park, in my opinion. A thousand percent. Like, uh, you mm. know, me as an uber nerd that can pull Godzilla quotes out of his ass <laughs> left and right. It's kind of hard to like really capture a conversation with a random person <laughs> with that with that knowledge in my head. So when you're like to see her and how she's so invested with archaeology and stones mm-hmm. and you know different sites and whatnot and the lore of it and some people are just like uh why are you talking to me? Like I can relate to that as well too just being out of place in the world where you don't fit in whatsoever. Um, and her, her moments with Diane I feel like I'll say it. I feel like she took she she stole the scenes from her. I feel like she I pre cheetah or after cheetah. I think pre cheetah. I think pre cheetah. She there's their scenes where they first meet. Mm -hmm. You know when she drops all the paperwork. I feel like she just steals the scene right there from Diana Prince from Gal uh, Gal Gadot. Um, I think the times where when they when they meet up in the uh, the the Oval not the Oval Office the White House itself and they have that fight. I still feel like she shines brighter than than gail whatsoever um and even toward the end like as cheetah as well too i love her character is she a little too op for my taste a tad bit but i you know she is the joker to batman mm-hmm. for for wonder woman so i need to feel like she's on par if not she has more of an edge against wonder woman so i can i can love that i can i can deal with that i think they, <clears throat> i think they both work well sorry for cutting you off jake excuse me i think they both work well because she was kind of like that sympathizer you know for for noticing her like when she was like oh when she noticed her thank you for talking to me she said nah, we could do early dinner you know so i think it worked well because then that's when like diana dropped her guard and she started talking about chris and stuff like that so to me they worked well but she definitely did fucking outshine her as a badass <laughs> when in in the white house and they started scrapping so from the moment she laid the kick on on her i was like oh okay you've arrived you know so that that or even the part not to cut you off but like that part where she sees the mugger or the sexual harassment for a second Mm -hmm. time and she just obliterates this dude to the my man the homeless man is like what are you doing over there bro (laughs) (laughs) that's when you know she was full-blown badass because like 15 minutes into the movie she was bringing them hot dinner and over here mind your business yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was waiting for him to get kicked too i was like oh no don't do it to my man for real <laughs> oh all right all right so we got her out the way um let, go, go, hold, go on, hold on one thing one thing i want to say and I, I don't know if it's going to lead into like our next conversation i guess the only thing that really bothered me again because i don't know the wonder woman lore i don't know the universal way it's just like i guess the transformation into cheetah like it, it still boggles my mind because i'm like okay so suddenly she's a cat i mean like how did like did the stone really do that like is is the is this the anger the fury <clears throat> from other people is that really what did that to her like i guess that was the only thing that i was just like oh okay like now she's got a tail like what the fuck <laughs> i think i think that played out so well for me because from the lore which i, I don't want to you know probably spoil another subject matter that we will talk about the whole lore of cheetah how she got her powers you know it kind of did translate well in a way for me 
because you know when uh lord maxwell lord was saying everybody's rage everybody's fury everybody's you know uh give it to her and stuff like that so to me it just made me think about some real life shit because you know we're in 2020 we've seen people even even before 2020 we've seen people on black friday scrap for a tickle me elmo we've seen these primal animalistic instinct come out in people so when he said transfer all that rage into her and stuff like that that's why i think we got the transformation of the fur the tail you know it was just that apex predator that she wants to be it was just all those emotions racked up into one that's what i that's what i think you make great points. We've seen people in 2020 kill each other. Movie, so, you know. <laughs> so I, I agree wholeheartedly with you right there, bro. Um, you know, with the trans, there's been four different iterations of Cheetah in the comic mm-hmm. books. Uh, the, the Dr. Minerva character is the one that we're trying to base it off right now. And with her character, she's basically like like female Indiana Jones in the comic books. She's basically just a little bit more cockier, mm-hmm. a little bit more uh more of a bitch as well too um so slight differences right there and what we've seen in the film and of course the way that she actually does get the power which i feel like if they would have went this route route in the comic books it would have got compared to black panther well really quickly because she actually goes to africa (laughs) she actually finds like um wasn't it this potion oh okay it's actually one of the one of the one iterations that's a potion and she drinks the potion and she gets all the powers of like that tribe's guardian which is like you know as fast as yeah. Gina, as strong as a lion and things of that nature so that's what happens with her character in the comics so i can imagine if we did that with the movies it kind of be a little too reminiscent of the flower that's being yeah. in black panther just a tad mm-hmm. bit i agree with you mm. so so this works and you know your explanation like really makes a lot more sense it's- um, it's really based on that fury and animal rage that you know humans get succumbed to. Um, so good yeah. job. But Makes I, sense. I, now. I could throw a little shade on something. So as you know, I, I'll throw one shade on the character. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert as well too. It makes no sense for her character, even though we don't hear it, mm-hmm. for her to recant her wish, her wish to basically say that she doesn't want her wish anymore. And it makes no sense for her to listen to Diana at that point when she's making her speech mm-hmm. about everybody, you know, love, life, <laughs> everything, you know, around you, where we are the world, hands across America. Because that's what it felt like. Straight up, it felt like hands across America. I have a lot of fucking strong feelings about that last scene. But no, but same. at the same time, like, we'll I, it makes no sense for her character to, to, to have her wish. Did she well, you see her full-blown cheetah and then one scene after listening to diana she's back to her yeah. new form mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> how did you miss that <laughs> <two times? laughs> suck up my balls yeah you gotta you gotta go back and watch that bro because honestly that's kind of <laughs> Basically, uh, Diana became the fucking president oh, from Independence no. Day, and everyone is just listen. You don't. My man had a very inspiring speech for like twelve people. Okay, like you don't take that speech. That's like one of the best presidential speeches ever in film history. I don't give a damn <laughs> for twelve people. I'm so sad. <laughs> it felt like it was like twelve people, and my man. Drinking all the job is you like that, Miguel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, I I don't I mean 
I guess we'll get, let's continue yeah. on because I'm like, okay, so now that she's been introduced, is she here to stay if she transferred uh, back into her? I mean, prob- prob- probably not. That's the sucky part about it because I think it was just a. I thought the I thought the electric that got real. That I got thought dark. that part took I was her like, out. Bro, like, yeah. <laughs> I thought that took her out. I so was he, like, he, oh he, shit! And, and I thought she was just gonna leave her fucking love like a deuce. You know I mean, shit. DC has a habit of killing all villains. Good side. You know, oh a prolific villain like that, that, that just snaps the neck and calls it a day. Mm-hmm. You just triggered <laughs> me right now. No, no, no. The screams, no. ah! Bro, I despise that shit. How you gonna end Zod like that, bro? I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> just talking about Cheetah, most likely, uh, most likely we won't, honestly, because we saw her renounce her wish, unless we get some re- reiteration down the line. But as of right now, I don't think we're gonna see her because... You know, and it just kind of sucks because this was a shining moment of the movie. There's different variations, like you said, because I know one of them got imbued with their power from a knife that cut herself with a knife <laughs> yeah. you know, from the last Amazonian tribe lost. Excuse me. And then to now her just destroying this mystique, like I told you, of the Golden Eagle armor. That Golden Eagle armor was irrelevant, bro, for the whole movie. Like, you built it up so big. Straight up. <laughs> you built it. <laughs> they could have at least, they could have at least brought it, brought it some attention in the first movie. And then, but like, you bring it up here, and then magically, 10 minutes and then later, she's like, it, it, it really was. Is. It was. And then, like, 10 <laughs> minutes later, after that, it gets destroyed. Like, but, but pretty much, hordes no, of men and axes exactly and swords did. are destroyed. And she's she just fine. And here comes Cheetah, it just crushes them. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking just, you see exactly. the shit just flying <laughs> And then to add some more insult to injury, fuck it, okay, she just throws the wings off. Like, okay, well, I'll need that. You're actually holding me back. Like, Let me also throw back to Zod as well, too, because this is a tangent that I love to hear as well, too, from fucking fanboys, too. Oh, it was great on Nolan's part because it's for the greater good of Zod, you know, being... Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Sisko, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh... 
whatever is out there, download it. It's freaking phenomenal, and you guys won't regret it. Take care. Ciao. Killed like he was gonna kill a massive amount of people. No, he was gonna kill this small little fucking family of Word, three exactly. people. Laser eyes them. <laughs> uh, let's go back ten minutes before the movie. These fuckers, which is beautifully shown in Batman versus Superman, the chaos and the 911 s kind of destruction that's happening in Metropolis by both these fuckers. Okay, there are like thousands of people that died because of their fight in the air in Metropolis. But we care about these three fucking people? No, fuck out of here. <laughs> Yo, bro, yeah. Why do you think Ben Affleck's so pissed <laughs> off in that movie? Because a whole city got murdered. Yet these two fuckers are like, oh, thanks, Superman, we didn't get laser beams. <laughs> but bro, when you do stupid stuff like that, when you take out such a prominent villain, like you said, DC has this tendency. When you take out a prominent villain, like my man Drew Zod, and you, it's just the equivalent of, you know, Professor Xavier when Phoenix killed him. And that that's 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 the vibes that I get, bro. Like, what, what are you gonna do now? What are you gonna do? No. <laughs> yeah. I just see that. Patrick like, Stewart out of his wheelchair. Exactly. <laughs> this is what I got paid for. This one moment. <laughs> I can just picture him like obliterating. Doesn't he get like a smile yeah, yeah, before yeah, he, he, does. Does. he does? He does. Yes, he like checked this shit out. That was unscripted. <laughs> <laughs> what is? What are those edibles do? <laughs> they just kicked <laughs> in. That's kind of the equivalent of that. When you take out Zod, when you take out a cheetah, you make her renounce her wish. No, like, it, where do you go from here? And then, you know, obviously, X Men had to revisit younger Xavier because they fucked up. So, I don't know, man. Oh, they ignored it completely. <laughs> Y'all leave him Logan alone. said, fuck it. Y'all leave him Logan, alone. Logan, he's just there as a man with fucking Alzheimer's killing everybody. So. Bro, terrible too. Which I, I love Logan. Logan's fantastic. I, I'll give that a pass. Mm. But um, <laughs> let's get back to the degree with this movie over here. Cheetah, mm -hmm. great. Um, were there other parts of this movie that you you didn't like? Jake, I know you had a problem with the ending as much as I did. Go ahead. I want you mm -hmm. to just walk me through the ending. How'd you feel about it? <clears throat> so besides, I mean, like, again, I, it just the whole thing seemed irrelevant at the end or like and, and i'm still thinking like did shit just go back in time or like what the fuck happened like the, the whole thing with maxilla lord just seemed underwhelming and underperforming like um pedro pascal himself played that role phenomenally you know for for what he was given you know for the script that was written for him he did it well but again like seeing it a second time and realized oh well this is just a diana story like literally this is all that it is so i guess the the villainy the villainry in it was just very underwhelming very underperforming and then that whole end just for it to literally at the snap of a finger like it just suddenly is just gone it's like well okay <laughs> like i guess that's it <laughs> we're not gonna die anymore we're uh, saved so... <laughs> across America so again not every not every movie you know has to have that typical you know um 
uh, uh, happy ending. I guess yeah. superhero villain fight scene, you know, or like you know that epic battle at the end. Because I feel like every every movie's uh, obligated to have that, maybe. Um, and this one really didn't, and I guess that's okay. But again, with the choice of Maxwell Lord, I, I just don't think that that was the right way to end that. And um, especially his story arc at the end, like, you know, he goes running to his son and, you know, that was just a whole emotional moment on its own. But like, okay, so like literally we're just going to give him a pass. Like, is that it? Like, what? 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 So, go ahead, go ahead, Jay. I want to kick him out of the rabbit hole. Like, that was going to save him. Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you thought he was safe in there, but no, like, no, I, I agree with you, and it just it sucks for me because they did such a phenomenal uh, job, uh, Pedro and Christine, that it's like it's just overshadowed completely because it's a Diana story. You know, like we see him that he just started whirling around in this whirlwind that she couldn't even get the lasso of truth where you don't see it go in, but all of a sudden, wait, how did how <laughs> like you know? And she's just talking, transmuting something mm-hmm. to the world, and it, it, it sucks. Because at the end of the day, it's a Diane story. And are these people just going to be irrelevant? I, I feel that they are, you know, for the phenomenal performance that they had, man. Honestly. Yeah. If I, if, yeah. And go I for, just want to throw it. one more thing in there. It, 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 especially because, so, the other thing that I was hyping myself up about it was, again, I had saw the pre-screening. So, um, and I can say, like, right now, not a damn thing was changed. And I, I guess that's, like, the point of pre-screening. It's like, okay, what worked? What didn't work? And I guess the whole consensus was that everyone thoroughly enjoyed it's it, not, which, again, it's not a bad no. movie. It really isn't. By no means, it's not a bad movie. But I guess, um, you know, this movie could have been its own movie on its own just with her issue with, um, with, with, with Steve. Just that whole movie could have worked out just like that with just that whole issue because since she's relying on her want and her desire as a human for that love that's already gone, you know, she's starting to lose her power. So, you know, that could have just been fine on its own. So why was it necessary to bring these characters into it if, you know, you're just going to quickly write them off? So that's my whole issue. And that's the one thing I didn't like. And in the 80s, I guess a lot of the 80s shtick in it was literally just shtick. Um, It was just like a a bunch of just like, you know, shtick jokes and, and, and just like relevances just to make a joke and just for that comic relief. So that was the other thing about like the whole 80s part of it was I felt like it was just more of like a pure comic relief uh, kind of thing, especially with once Steve came on board. I, I, I agree with I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. In, in the comic book industry, they call it one-shots. And it's like, okay, this is our one-shot title that we're going to make right now. It has nothing to do with canon. It has nothing to do with what's happening in the main stories. It's just a one-shot. Read it, enjoy it, call it a day. And I feel like this is that type of movie. What I don't like is that you put Cheetah involved with this, since Cheetah is one of her main mm-hmm. villains. You could have made this movie Maxwell Lord and then some other c-list character it would have been just fine but you kind of just take the mystery of cheetah now and we like like i said we don't know we don't know if she if she actually took her wish back i i think she did since she's back to being human but we don't see it on air something may happen later down the line i'm not too sure but that that it's a little bothersome you make excellent points about the 80s i feel like the 80s were just plot plot devices as well too. I feel like the whole comedy aspect with Steve and his fashion choices, and then the art and whatnot. Like, oh, well, it's a trash can. Like, I feel like they were just purely for comedic roles. Or, hey, I love well, that. Well, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. You did. I know you did. This is my personal opinion. No. Um, <laughs> um, and then of course, like, I felt like the whole like trying to 
to um do the whole cold war scare as well too like that was like a big plot device as well too toward the end like oh all the nukes are gonna happen you know the soviets are gonna attack it. us we gotta attack them we want more nukes 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 and i'm like <laughs> okay like all right like cool but like you said jake uh, another thing with that ending is just like all that doesn't doesn't matter like the whole movie doesn't matter basically we're back to square one with diana <laughs> <laughs> she learned I mean, her lesson. I guess that's, that's the only lesson you can get with Diana, but there's no character yes. development from Diana Prince whatsoever. We don't know why no. the fuck. We don't know. Okay, first of all, now I'm going to get into my tangents because we don't know what the fuck she was doing for 50 years besides working as a curator at the Smithsonian, okay? That's about it. But even in Batman vs. Superman, Bruce is like, what the fuck have you been doing? This is you in 1930. This is you now. You look the same. No one else has saw that shit. Everyone's like, oh, you're using oil of Olay, Diana. I guess you look fucking great. Okay. <laughs> hey, okay. No, hey, Avon. Hey, Avon. There you go. You're drinking fucking Aquafina all day. Okay, Fiji water. Is that what's making you young and shit like that? Like, no one questions that whatsoever. Um, because they all die, so there's no. I mean, she's around for 50 it years. It's not like she's. She says that she's. She doesn't get out that much often. But let's be real. Everybody sees her fucking face in the museum. Okay, there's cameras everywhere in the fucking museum. Okay, like she, her face is there. She's not like fucking Clark Kent that puts on glasses. And now you know he's not Superman. You know, at least he has something going for him. You know, she doesn't even fucking put on a hat. You know, so. <laughs> that's like a huge thing for me like there's no development for her character there wasn't development for her besides learning her lesson yeah. um even her powers her powers kind of pissed me off throughout the whole movie like okay i don't know the length that lasso goes i in, in my fucking head cannon, i don't believe the lasso goes as far as you could throw it <laughs> okay but <laughs> it pulled a fucking uh, 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 Back to the Future. I'm gonna ride on the back of the. That's what I'm saying. Like, like time. she's like, <laughs> oh, like in this movie, flight. there's no explanation of that. <laughs> this fucking lasso truth can fucking jump right into the sky, grab a lightning bolt or cloud, and pull you away. I'm like, all right, cool. You just figured that shit out too. So if not, <laughs> you didn't try this before. You just you're figuring this out as we are. So it's kind of weird. And then. <laughs> The invisibility part, like, okay, she has an invisible jet in the comic books and in the show as well, too. I get it. It, it, it is joke. more of a joke yeah. in, in, yes. in the in the show. And in the comics, it's explained that it's more of, like, just science meets mythology in a way. But it's only for that specific item. And this item could be anything she wants. So if it wants to be a car or a plane or a fucking scuba fucking Steve outfit fucking... <laughs> Like submarine, she can do it. But it's not like, oh, I made a coffee cup disappear so I can make this fucking plane disappear. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and we no, never we won't see it again. We will not. We will not. <laughs> She'll never try it again. Uh, I, I know so Jay, Jay's probably like on the opposite end right here. He's like, fuck it. I loved all of this. <laughs> I love the story of the missing uh, uh, coffee cup, but Bro. now we know where it went. It went to the set of Game of Thrones. That's Bro, where that coffee that cup would have been okay, like, Easter at the end. Like, she's just home one day. She's making, like, a cup of coffee. She bumps into it and it breaks. Like, that would have been okay. <laughs> That's a point you brought back to me so I could enjoy. No, we don't even get that shit. 
Okay, that's my tangent <laughs> for that right there, Jay. <laughs> any comments on her powers or anything else besides that? No, like I mean, to me, I, I really didn't much care about the lasso, the the longevity it has, and stuff like that. Because this is just me, I really didn't mind it. Because anything that's like whip like. I, I fucking love, you know, I love whips as a weapon. So that's all I got. I got bro whip vibes when she was over here spinning it, blocking the fucking bullets and everything. It just, I was like, all right, I'm all for that. The one that kind of did throw me off is just the, the invisibility of it. You know, we, we've heard about it, but then all of a sudden you're doing it in a little emergency moment to get out real quick. That just kind of threw me off. Like, we don't know. Cause also, like, you were telling us, like, uh, you know, is the mascara just a remote island or does Zeus have it hidden and stuff like that with the powers so that's something that I feel like okay maybe you should elaborate on but besides that I, I really didn't mind much the, tra- the, the lasso honestly and that- <clears throat> even 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 Matilda spent time you know working on her yes. powers she started from like a what like a, like a marble to- <laughs> it took some time but how do you just jump from a coffee cup to okay, and we know that she doesn't use her right powers there. either <laughs> Because even in Batman versus Superman, she doesn't use that fucking shit whatsoever. But I mean, like, there's is, no point. But I, I I get your point. But this is things that if you add, the movie's already two and a half hours. So if you add her trying to fuck, <laughs> yeah, if you add her really to is. try to make a fucking cup disappear, <laughs> it's just gonna people are gonna butcher it. Like, oh my god, why the fuck do I need to see her make no. a cup disappear? No. You would no, no, enjoy no. it. You would I, enjoy I, it. I disagree no, because we're doing the is, '80s and this is montage time. Okay, I, <laughs> we're supposed no. to just do Rocky <laughs> montage. <laughs> you, you, I mean, yeah, it, it would be cool. It, that would have been cool, you know. But like, like you said, just have a little, you know, quiet ride in the back of something, trying to make the cup disappear and shit. You know, like. But people will be like, "Nah, I didn't need to see that and stuff like that." This is something that you can explore, like you said, on the HBO series. Have little Diana figuring the lore out, trying powers out little clay pots and shit, you know, trying to make the crown disappear. I think it was just, it would be too long for a movie that's already two and a half hours, bro. Like, You're right, but uh, for the same montage that we got <laughs> from, from, to from man, Hold Steve Trevor <laughs> putting on parachute pants and shit like hey, that, that could have been the I same. You could have gave the same energy to her powers. I'm just saying, like a one minute of like we're going to do a montage and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, push it to the limit. <laughs> Another gripe I have. This is my own personal gripe. This is just me because I built this up inside my head. But like, <laughs> you know, her, the case, like her, this is true. <laughs> but her powers are are from from Greek mythology, from the gods. Like in, in two, in, okay, two of her origin stories. Her first original one is that she's made of clay from Zeus, given to her mother. And then the second iteration, basically, is her. Um, actually being the daughter of Zeus. That's why she has all these different powers compared to different Amazonians. So, little things like riding the fucking lightning or fucking turning shit invisible, that should have been explained from at least something from like the gods. This is- Last movie, you got Ares, a big fucking fixture. She basically destroys Ares, the god of war. Don't you think the people up there are like, well, fuck. <laughs> this is... This is... <laughs> Well, no, here's the thing. He makes a, a fantastic point because look at the, the whole thing with the stone. She made, she's told this whole elaborate story of all these items that were created by the gods for a specific reason. It's like, oh, well, this the is the Duke god of, of uh, what was it? The yes. god of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I want to see some Duke of Deception in this movie. Shit, is that too much to ask for? So, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure, Frank. I mean, I'm sorry. We just chilling good, here. Bro. We just chilling here. I'm sure. I'm sure Val would have definitely appreciated if he would have. You know, as soon as she would have rode the lightning, you just see like Zeus's pinky just ride me, daughter. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. <ride> like <laughs> in, in her most dire of need right now, she's losing her powers or she's trying to fight herself again. <laughs> Like in the like in mythology, Zeus comes to his children in times of help, mm-hmm. uh, in times of need, and it would have been okay to see a little godlike oh, pinky, oh, God-like. just a little p- push or something <laughs> like that. Like here you go, my child, something, or maybe like an eagle, like as well the golden eagle, Zeus. That's another fucking parallel right there. Yeah. So it's like I would have preferred the golden from eagle. Them. I would prefer to. You know what? Thinking about it now, I would love to see the fucking little majestic cloudy hand like here, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like here, here's some clouds. Huh? Apollo's fucking chariot comes, take it. Like something. Like I don't know. It's just so fucking. <laughs> I, it's so much like a Diana story, but it is. We are it's like worse. it's much a Diana story, but not a Diana story. It's like. It's it's like in its own world. It's 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 kind of like in its own bubble, and it's weird because they don't want to push the envelope, but they do want to push the envelope. Like they want to make Diana be like this this larger than life character, but at the same time, they don't want to explore other themes with her character. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for that. Anybody want to take the take the <laughs> take the reins? I know. I I just I mean those are phenomenal <laughs> points, and I, I've been sitting on the backlash it gets. By any stretch of the imagination, I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. It's just things that I feel like they wanted to cut out because maybe it just made it too convoluted. Were they important? Yes, they were important because it's kind of like cyberpunk. Like you said, how do you expect me to know this world if I don't know jack-ish about it? You feel me? So yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I, there's still ways to explore it, you know? Like, they, they already said they might make three or was rumored to be made. So let's just see what route they explore. I mean, I don't know. If if they go back to this, though, but here's the thing. Like, comparing just the two movies alone, though, like, the first one was done very well. And um, the time that it took to build up the team and build up, you know, like, just the whole concept of, you know, that movie worked very well. You had two and a half fucking hours on this movie, you know, and this is what you did with it which was really just like it's literally a cereal from the 80s which is like marshmallows and fucking yeah. shapes and so, you know sugar and you know dehydrated fruit it's a mighty duck into ending. a fucking bowl it's a it is. <laughs> so, so now you got we win for the power of friendship <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess again that's just the, that's just my only gripe with this movie um it's just there was just too much um, when I, again, I think it, it, it didn't really seem relevant to anything other than just Diana. So okay, and that's cool. That's what it was meant to be. But at least give us that. Like, just give us more. You know, um, more. That. I don't know. I guess. I guess again, this, this was, there was just too much packed into one movie when I felt like it didn't need to be. Like you could have done another movie with just a lot of the detail and the shit that was in this one movie on its own 
But no, you didn't. You smashed it all into one whole fucking movie. And again, by no means a bad movie at all. And see, that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to separate myself from. It's just people are hating right now just to hate. Like, just, it's just, that's just, and, and again, that's just all fanboys. People that are hating on this movie are just pure fucking demasculinized um, fanboys who, who are just bitching over their grievances of their. Um, the travesty with cyberpunk and, and small god penises. knows anything else that they're happy <laughs> mad about it. yeah exactly a woman like that yeah like, no, no, <laughs> sorry for cutting you off jake but no i, I no no go ahead i'm just did it feel cluttered yeah was it just a straight up diana story yeah so my question to you guys is would you would you have preferred if the Demoscara olympia games and they would have stayed in that time frame a little bit to elaborate a little bit more on her would that have been cool no, no, because that that at that beginning was fine as it was. There's nothing wrong with that. It really wasn't. What it really honestly did was just kind of set up the message for, uh, 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 I guess, an issue that Diana to this day still hasn't figured out, which mm-hmm. is just yeah. you know herself. You know she doesn't. You know and 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 it's just. But you can't blame her. I mean, she's a half god. She doesn't even know that. Everything she hasn't even explored right that. You know? You know, she's just a chick from my exactly. island that's not there anymore. She, she can't get back. So she's like, I might as well fucking paint. Who knows like 30 <laughs> fucking languages. <laughs> she can communicate with everybody, but she still can't figure herself out. Like, I get it. You know, that's that's a thing. Um, but again, that could have been explored more on its own. That's just my only issue. And now we had to watch Maxwell Lord's son oh, suffer uh, through all this shit. Well, okay. <laughs> that I, was I think, just, that I, was I, just I agree with that. I don't think there's a bad movie whatsoever. I think if I look at it through a lens, it's very much a one shot. It doesn't have to, anything to do with any other movie besides Diana's movies. Um, I would just like stakes to actually mean something in this movie. I think the only person that, that felt like there were stakes was Diana and maybe Maxwell's son. Other than that, because like he's like Jake said, he was like in the apocalypse at the end of the movie <laughs> and running through shit like, well, this escalated pretty far. <laughs> like, fuck. Um, but like stakes were really weren't there. Like you look at Maxwell Lord, like irrelevant. It, it, it kind of is like almost a Thanos snap. Like, you know, the blip happened and everything's back to normal. But it, should there be some kind of ramifications? Fuck yeah. I think. No, he's, he's not, not even in fucking like, jail. Yes. Like <laughs> it, everything's back to normal again. But this fucker did that shit. Like, and we don't even know anything about the Dreamstone. The Dreamstone was never fucking taken care of or resolved whatsoever. You know, fucking Cheetah's character wasn't resolved whatsoever. Everybody's just living in wonderlust, like, like an 80s movie. Like, yeah, Perkins Club, fist in the air, we're done. Like, that's what it was. So my question to you guys is, I mean, maybe why he's not thrown in jail or no ramifications, because if you see when they uh, refused their wish, they were kind of like under a spell. You get what I'm saying? Like, you saw the president wake up like, eh, okay, whatever like after they said i refuse my wish my question to you guys is so if it's just me maybe overlooking into just more just kind of like setting myself up for failure like val remember the part (laughs) remember (laughs) remember the part where they were sitting uh alistair and pedro were sitting in in his office and he said he was like i wish to be like you dad and then like the little wind came is that something they'll explore down the line or no 
Is that what he said? I thought he said I wish. I, I thought he wished for his. Yeah, success. something like that. Like I kind of wish to be like you or have like the success, like <clears throat> type of shit. Yeah, yeah. Or is that I mean, maybe, but we don't see this. We don't see this little motherfucker even recant his wish either. Like, there's some people that don't have a chance to say anything. Remember the chick that dies? But when she's like, I wish on. all you Irish people go back to where you came from, <laughs> and then she dies. Like, yeah, I think she comes back, but she can't remember if she can recant her wish. So all those because Irish fuckers no, are going no. back. So, so she died. This is is no is everything is everything reversed though the yes. moment that yes Maxwell that's what Lord's happened yeah because you saw revoked. when when the chick the irish one said go back to ireland then the dude told her i wish you would drop dead so that's why she dropped dead you know and like yeah. when she was coming back and then we yeah. saw like like uh, val's biggest pet peeve was the the, the fucking wall and, and and then the little uh I, I was i was about to butcher the word but the little grotto it created you know the little <laughs> channel you know because i thought i thought about she's out of my league chasm oh, chasm yeah. like yeah. so, so. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, but you saw the water flow back through it, so that's why it just went like everything just got reversed, like back to how it was. That's that's the thing, you know. So does that's that mean a good question. Stones back. I mean, again, it, it, we didn't get any of this though. It went right back to Diana looking at the dude yeah. that she. Yeah. Uh, she better not fall in love with that motherfucker. I'm just saying, she already, she already don't fucked him though. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. she wasn't fucking Chris Pine. She wasn't fucking know. Steve Trevor. She was fucking this soulless body that was just there. Like, you talk about that Disney movie Soul. That's about this fucker right there, okay? Just traveling through the fucking nether realm, trying to get back to his body. Not knowing what the fuck is going on. He had a great time. His vessel had a fantastic time. <laughs> Sleeping with fucking Amazonians, <laughs> going in invisible play rides. Like, new snooze. Pants. This vessel was having the best time of his life. <laughs> also- <laughs> Literally death by Snoo Snoo, man. I was rooting for him. I was like, I hope they get together. No, 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 I wasn't. Nope, nope. I don't want that. Nah. Him and his luxurious scarf. (laughs) Oversized scarf, bro, man. So. So. Are we going to talk about the end? I have no idea what happened, bro. Like, I rewinded to that shit like five times, and I'm still like, I don't get it. Like, I don't, again, maybe because I don't know the comics or whatever, but I'm like, okay, so it's it's a reference okay, yes, to the armor, right? Okay, so. <laughs> well, um, I mean, <laughs> it ha- it, to me, it really feels like the shawarma scene from Avengers, where it's like they talked about it in the movie. And now you finally get your fan service at the end. They're eating shawarma. Okay, cool. And it's a funny, cool scene. And you get to see Linda Carter, which is great. You know, the original Wonder Woman. It's fantastic seeing her there. Yeah. So you get oh, to see Linda Carter. It's beautiful. It's, it's awesome. Woman empowerment. But she also has ties to, you know, wearing the armor. And then mm-hmm. where the fuck has she been this whole entire time? And why wasn't she even prevalent in this whole fucking shit that was happening across the world with Wonder Woman and Maxwell Lord? Why didn't she step up and whatnot? Where has she been? Why has she, she even made contact with Diana? It's been fucking 50 years. She was shopping for pretty, that pretty fucking much. dress she was wearing. Bro. She was like, it's like, Christmas somewhere. <laughs> everywhere, every, every, <laughs> everywhere was going haywire. I mean, shit was up So, like, it, 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 it could be something that they explore, but I highly doubt it because to me, it kind of feels like a feel-good moment for Linda Carter. 
Like it really felt like a feel good moment for Linda Carter seeing like fans that love that original Wonder Woman series, seeing her there and seeing her with power as an Amazonian was a full fun little thing to do. But if you want to think about it harder as we do sometimes, um, where the fuck has she been and why hasn't she contacted Diana whatsoever? She obviously still has her power. She obviously still can help out if she wanted to, but she's been fucking hidden away or just been doing her own thing. So do we explore that or do we just let it be as a nice moment? Mm, I mean, I honestly really did not care much for it. I felt it was kind of like you said, um, like a little, little, little cheap, like, like as you guys feel that the 80s were like a little cheap cop out. I think this was a cheap cop out, you know, since like I said, the last episode was 1979, 80s kind of close, kind of prevalent. So that's why I feel that eh, whatever. Now, the thing is, do we explore that? Like you said, we think about it a step ahead. Has she been lingering around keeping an eye on Diana? You get what I'm saying? Like, we don't know none of this. Will we explore this down the line? We're like you said, a multiverse of two Wonder Womans or something, anything. I mean, it leaves a lot of open-ended questions. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Do I care for it? I really don't. That's just my personal opinion. That's just me. Well, here's the thing. Like, you had a... Now, we talked about this as well, too. And I know you gave me a lot of flag for putting shit in my head and saying this was to happen. But straight up, like this was your opening to work with your Flash movie that you're making. The next Flash movie is Flashpoint Paradox. Mm -hmm. And we see Barry Allen going back in time and fucking up the universe, the multiverse in a way as well too. So this could have been your little introduction of Flash <coughs> fucking things up and putting like two Wonder Woman in one universe or maybe he's, he, things are just not as quaint as it should be. Things are just weird. You even got that with the whole static at the in the credits which was a little weird as well too. I get it. Maybe they're just doing some MTV type shit, you know, static, MTV, yeah. yada, yada, yada. But like, to me, I'm like, okay, maybe something bigger is happening here. <laughs> and they didn't. I feel like they dropped the ball. Like, this is your chance to really, if you want to change things in the universe <laughs> and kind of bring things together, here you go. This would have been a perfect moment for him to just run into her. Like, whoa, my bad. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> something like straight that. Straight up. Said, to, to cast these multiverse together, but they didn't do it. I think it was just a little cheap thrill. That's all it was. Yeah. Me too. I have to go watch Justice League again. You know what? Because like <laughs> this whole universe is just like a mess. Justice League. Every time, every time I try to watch it, bro, like it would just like freeze up on me or some shit. And I just gave up on it. Yeah, it's, it's not worth it. But it's not. Comes out in a couple of months. I, I would honestly wait for that Snyder cut. Yeah, because... see, I, I can't watch the Snyder cut and not watch the first one and sit here and judge it. Like you get what I'm saying? Like I that's have true. to see that's both true. both uh, products and stuff like that to give my opinion. But yeah, so um, I probably will catch that. Honestly, I'll pull a Jake and go watch some Justice League. Oof, 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 oof. Uh, we'll see what happens with that right now. Um, but let's give our ratings right now. Let's go three stars with this. Um, Jacob, I'm gonna go with you first. If you give this one at one to three stars, what would you give it? Okay, I'm gonna give it a two. Any reasons why? Um, <clears throat> I mean, again, uh, the direction, um, the emotions that I felt, you know, that I felt watching it, um, and uh, I, you know, I still think that they're doing, you know, DC very strong. 
um you know overall i think she's a very impactful character uh character as wonder woman um you know the other uh the, the acting you know has to has to go in you know uh kristen wig as as cheetah i mean again there's a lot of things that we just totally shit on this movie but you know when it comes down to it again it's not a bad movie at all and the people that worked on this film you can tell they did like a phenomenal job um, so I'd, I'd give it first of all before i give my rating um i just i i just want to add a little uh caveat <clears throat> to what jake said they're obviously doing just for um dc movies but just to what you said val where dc has the tendency of just killing off villains i don't know why i just thought about black manta how they did him so terrible in aquaman yeah like, that's a did. that's a prominent villain and you just really just obliterate but they him. set him up though they set him up though at least in the end yeah you know so you know you're gonna get a sequel with him yeah so i i i, I agree with aquaman Huge Black Manta fan. Don't, yeah, don't get it yeah. twisted. <laughs> but, but at the same token, I feel like the story in that movie was really Ocean Master mm-hmm. and fucking Dolph Lundgren doing one of his best acting roles in a long time as well, too. So, like, like, oh, my God. I still haven't seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, go watch that. Go watch now, that, bro. Yeah. Now. Like, right now. Like, like don't, even, don't even give your plugs and go. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Just watch it now. <laughs> but, um... I would give it, I'm probably going to be the generous one out of the three. I would give it a two and a half. I'll give it a two and a half uh, stars because, like Jay said, it's not a bad movie. Kristen Wiig, phenomenal. She showed her diversity. Pedro Pascal showed his brilliance of acting. You know, you can go from everywhere, Mandalorian to this. He's so hot right now. Like, you know, phenomenal. Knocked it out. If you want to say that we're if you want to say that they were put into a position to lose kind of like back against the wall they still said fuck it we're gonna knock it out so that's what they yeah. did even though it was a diana story um I'm a, I'm a simple dude if you give me some nice action scenes if you could get me in my fills I'll, I'll admit it i fucking cried because i knew she had to give her wish back and you saw that i was like oh my gosh she's gonna have to give her wish back she's losing her powers and that part i bowled i bowled where, where he was in the cut i love you always diana no matter where i'm at and she's just running. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a sap like that. That's just me. Though. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a sap. So I enjoyed yeah, that. Um, it was good. The the beginning where we saw the mascara, that grabbed me. That was awesome. And it's not a bad movie. The action was good. The evolution of Cheetah. I liked it. I enjoyed it. So I give it a 2.5. Would I watch it again? Yeah. Some people are saying they won't watch it again, but I plan on watching it again. Okay. All right. Um, good parts like Kristen Wiig, Cheetah great uh Pedro pascal great as well too you know you know dinah prince gail she was great as well too chris pine honestly i'm not <laughs> as high on chris pine as you guys man i really feel like the man at that time has been done better mm-hmm. um just this is my personal preference and i feel like he was a little distracting to me even though he was the main theme for diana to get her shit right mm-hmm. um i also feel like he was a plot device too like you know the way to fly it's easy it's just air and wind and there you go. I'm like, well, if it's that fucking easy, I'm going to go outside and try it, okay? I'm going to jump off my balcony and see what happens. But They're going to touch out pretty. <laughs> At least do a, a, a Facebook Live so we know if we need to call oh, anyone or not. Chris Pine, you said it was that easy, right? Where you go? TikTok. <laughs> Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we can we talk about how this guy goes from flying sardine cans to oh, fucking state of the art? It was 80s. easy for him. <laughs> Why didn't nobody it's talk his about gift. that? Diana said it's his <laughs> gift, so that's what it is. <laughs> that's all you could do. You could fly. 
<laughs> bro, that's literally like what? How many years? Like 50, 60 well, I don't years? I think it was his gift because he kind of failed miserably in the first movie flying. So you know, um. <laughs> But suddenly Word. he can fly jet planes um, and just, just like Chris Pine, man. Like, uh, yeah, okay, I, I get why he's in the movie. Um, I, I couldn't like. I know a lot. You guys felt very sympathetic about uh, sympathetic. Excuse me about um, Chris Pine and that last, you know, those last words he gives Diana. It's still hard for me to buy into it because it's not really Chris Pine. It's not really Steve whatsoever. He's a vessel, so it's a soul. And I get it, like the soul may be there, but it's not really him because it's 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 a lie, it's, it's, it's a fabrication, so, it's a fucking farce. So, with your theory, one of the best movies, fucking Ghost, just crumbles <laughs> within its yes. own because Patrick's lazy. Yes, it does. It's yes, a it does. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a vessel. Yes, it is. Straight up, straight up. That's what it is. It's a fucking vessel. So there's no emotional attachment right there because it's a fucking vessel. Casper, the friendly ghost is inside my body making me do things. Cool. But like, if it was like, if he was like, came back from the light, from the dead, and he's like a fucking DC zombie, you know, <laughs> you know some shit like that, you know, he's re, re you know, re, reincarnation, Egyptian shit. Cool. All right. Got the body. Yeah, straight up. You know, moon. <laughs> like, <laughs> If that shit happened, then I would buy into it because then he would be like, Thanos snap with her away. Okay, I get it, but it's not that. It's just like, love me forever, Diana. I'm back to being this long-haired fucking goon again. What's up? You hot, mommy? <laughs> How great it would have been. Can you right. imagine? Exactly. That's, that's that been. He's just like in the middle, in the middle Straight of up, like, like, what the fuck is going on, on right now? Um, yeah, like, and it's <laughs> not only once but twice because after well, everything goes back to the same girl. place there where she left him honestly because remember he pops out of a corner in the pillar and he's like a well, maybe he's just <laughs> that's probably what it is because it's the same corner this left he was probably the drunk guy number two in the cast like in the credits <laughs> So, like, I don't have the emotional <laughs> attachment like you guys have it because I just see it as a vessel. So, and I feel very weird about Diana because I, Diana should know that shit, too. Like, she's not really with Steve. She's with a person that has Steve mannerisms and maybe to her, like, it looks like Steve and sounds like Steve, but it's not Steve whatsoever. So I feel like <laughs> it, 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 in, in, in a real world atmosphere, you're kind of fucked up, Diana. You're taking advantage of this fucker right here. So, whatever. Um... But so I'm guessing Frank's not a big fan no, of Steven yeah. Blue's clues. He was a, either a Josh or a, uh, a big Joe fan. Joe. You're a Joe fan. <laughs> Joe doesn't get enough love. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought the villains were great. I thought most of the themes were pretty fun. Um, the lack of Greek mythology kind of killed me a little bit in this movie. Um, the lack of development from Diana mm. kind of killed me in this movie. Um, but if I look at this as a one shot, that's the only way I'm, I can look at this. Like it does has nothing to do with the next movies coming or the previous movies. It's just here's Diana, here's a movie. There you go. I give it a two. I give but it a will, two. will this be considered a one shot though? Because <clears throat> I know where I've said said this is a sequel to the first one. I mean, I, yeah, 
Well, but it's not it's not called it's not titled as a sequel. It's titled as Woman, Wonder Woman 1984. Um, you know, so with just the title itself, I mean, you can kind of look at it that way. Um, it's not called Wonder Woman yeah. the sequel or Wonder Woman two, um, or like an overlapping W Wonder Woman. No, you know, like, but like uh, yeah, like all right, squared. Yes, I could see it as a as a successful sequel as a one shot not not moving the plot of the ultimate multiverse story or the extended DCU story I see it as a one shot and I could enjoy for that alone like if we came out with, with, with fucking Robert Patterson Peterson's whatever his fucking name is his Batman movie coming up hmm. like I'm looking at that as a one shot I'm looking at that as you're still trying to use Ben Affleck in a couple of movies um, that are coming out this year and you're trying to do your own Batman movie as well too so it's like well one of them has to be a one shot, so I'm gonna enjoy it for that for that reason, that reason alone. This right here, the same way. It's a one shot. I enjoy it, just like Joker. Joker is a one shot. Um, you're not gonna re- revisit Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker. It would make no sense to do that whatsoever. Um, but this movie, the themes which are happening in the '80s and her story there, yeah, I'm just looking at that. So I give it a two. I give it a two. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. But I still believe that that first one, not because it's the first, but I feel like the the first movie has a lot more themes to play around with, and it means more. And with Patty Jenkins as well too, like you know, she's a director that really she knows how to capture moments. To you, I mean, for you guys, she captures that moment with Steve. So I get that. All right, she, maybe she got you there. Um, no, my moment was with um, okay. Maxwell Lord and his son, you know, and, and it, it, that that was a, going back to him again and, and seeing his son out yeah, in the, power in of just the cold world. But I just seen a director on. that has done a movie like Monster. Monster is such a fucking layered movie. Like, you can look at everybody's side and understand. You don't like Monster, bro? bro. No, no, no! I, I, it, that is a fantastic movie, but I don't think you can. Well, thematically, them, I'm looking at it like the layers of the movie. Like she's a fantastic director. You look at that Wonder Woman one. There's layers to that movie too. Yes, but yes, there's only one layer of this movie. Like Diana, get your shit together. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because like I said, you know, it, it, it's very disappointing after the fact it, it, that literally watching it, it, it after post-production after i had a racing and pre-screening like literally nothing was changed <laughs> nothing not a damn thing all they did was uh because when i saw it with the flying scene she still Fantastic. had like all the ropes and shit still tied to her and everything so like uh, you know yeah i'm watching like the green screen and just her like tied to the, the fucking things and just like <laughs> and um <clears throat> like I, I i feel like the only thing that came out of that was literally just like the editing and and it does not. It did nothing for me. After that, so I was a little disappointed in that. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I could see that. But I felt like you know, even though she was a director, I, I felt like um, she may have been getting like pushed. From, I think so. Maybe Warner Brothers themselves. You know, maybe they. You know, maybe they wanted to see more of, of, of a. Um, you know, compared to the other films, and I guess I, I, I don't know. Um, I, everybody's kind of seen, and I could be wrong, but like seeing DC as like a darker world, as like a darker entity compared to like Marvel. Um, maybe this was the color yeah, Shazam that Shazam was the Wonder color Brothers that Warner Brothers wanted, wanted and needed, um, and I love Shazam. 
<laughs> fucking Shazam, bro. Um, all right, before we give our plugs, we have about five minutes left. Jay, you have any last moments about um, Wonder Woman 84? It's a good movie. Give it a shot, people. It's not bad. <laughs> Simple. Simple. I love Don't it. Don't listen to the we didn't, we didn't rate it bad whatsoever. Two, two and a half is pretty good. So that's that's not bad whatsoever. No, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, no, no, of course not. I'm just going by what people were saying on the Twitter sphere. People were just... Because all of a sudden, if you go check Twitter, Captain Marvel's trending. People are comparing Wonder Woman to Captain Marvel. What the fuck are you doing comparing Captain Woman? Yeah, I mean, Wonder, Cap- Woman, oh, Wonder Woman. Captain Woman! Captain Woman! <laughs> Captain Woman! Captain Woman. <laughs> no, but it's a little bit infuriating because it's like, bro, okay, we have Captain Marvel. Cool, fine. Enjoy Wonder Woman as much as is possible. That's it. Stop comparing. Yeah. Like, it just goes back to what you said in the beginning. Ooh, here's- Here's what here's what's pissed I, and I, I guarantee you I'm not wrong. What pisses me off is the same people that are comparing Wonder Woman to uh, Captain Marvel are the same people who didn't dare give Captain sure, Marvel a sure. shot, and all they did was shit on that. I bet you it is. And the same so, so that's why I'm saying it. You're not here. We're we're truthfully speaking, genuinely giving it a, a, a good rating, you know, because it's not bad. I just meant it for like the Twitter world, bro. They just some dude, yeah. some, some dude said, "I'm never watching it again." Okay, well, don't watch it again. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> not not like the mafia. <laughs> exactly. We got. Th- we got three minutes left, guys, so I'm going to give you the plugs right now. Jake, your plugs. Go for it. Where can people find if they want to talk to you about Wonder Woman? They can find me on um, Anchor, um, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are available on my podcast, Anxiety Live. Um, you can find me on Instagram at JCB underscore ALX. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As well as chiming in on the fantastic pop culture fanatics on Facebook, um, bring you know trying to keep the, uh, the thread alive and you know getting all the good conversations out there. Sweet, sweet, uh, sweet. What yeah. about you, Jake? You can find me chilling at Themyscira with all them Amazonians like a king. Ooh, yes. <laughs> now y'all can find me mm. on Instagram, which is Sunneater One A S U N E A T E R One A all together. That's the number one. Um, the Twitter handle is the same as well. If you guys like wrestling, hit us up val and i do our thing over there at elite wrestling audio that's everywhere on uh spotify apple has a facebook twitter and instagram that's elite wrestling audio if you guys like mma check us out as well the Kimura chronicles that's on facebook uh twitter instagram and the podcast is everywhere apple spotify iheart pandora everything etc um yeah i'm out there with these guys doing our thing in um, pop culture fanatics if you guys like video games we just reviewed cyberpunk val and i you know check us out at lack switch gaming that's on instagram and that uh that podcast is on spotify and apple as of right now so yeah those are those are all my plugs we're gonna find you at you guys did great. Uh, Lucha Val Cisco on Twitter. Uh, Val Cisco on Instagram. Pop Culture Fanatics is on every podcast station imaginable, so go find it. Um, you can find all of us there on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as other fucking little sites as well, too, that want to try to copy us because we're fucking magnificent. <laughs> that dog, that oh! dog is trying to get you up. <laughs> Shut up. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> um, as well, too, if you guys want to engage a little bit more with Pop, Pop Culture Fanatics, please go to Anchor. We have a Patreon there. If you want to give 50 cents to a dollar to five dollars please show us your support on that side leave comments leave fucking disputing remarks disparaging remarks i'll hey, take hey, it hey we'll, like, we'll, we'll take the donation for your wonder woman ticket if you don't want to see it you know you can just hell leave it on yeah the page. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and then with that being said right there guys go 
go to the movies if you have a chance to if it's safe to go watch it on hbo max enjoy this movie and have your own conversations for yourself as well as enjoy ours as well too guys it's been a pleasure thank you so much for joining me today this has been one of the best podcasts that i've done this year i love it so much as always bro.